0: Hey y'all, come on, let's go. Let's talk about life, just the messiness, the fun, the craziness, how most of the time we don't know what we're doing, but God always points us to his word and that's what we're going to do to get our ducks in a row. Hey guys, here we are. It is episode 10, man, it feels like such a milestone, double digits, um, here we stand, smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. It's December, facing almost able to reach and touch a brand new year. I am so excited about. I cannot wait for twenty twenty two. Um, twenty twenty one. Woo! It was a tough one. I mean for our family it was it was really hard in almost every category you could um put your life in it was a tough tough year god was so faithful um but it was still real it was a it was a put your bootstraps on type year y'all so i am so ready for 2022 so today what i wanted to do and i thought um i could kind of make my point And I don't know that I ever really talked about why or the experience I had that um, I named this podcast Ducks in a Row. So as we end this year of 2021 and we step into 2022, this is really what I would love for everyone to take away. Um, So why it's called Ducks in a Row? So let me just tell you the story. Um, I had already decided after some prayer... Um, with some people and friends that I was going to do a podcast and it took me a few months to figure out the technical side of things. And it really shouldn't have taken me as long as it did. I did put it off because I was a little bit scared um, of putting myself out there, if I'm totally honest. Um, So I was like, quote unquote, trying to figure it out for months, three, four, five, six months. Um, but when you do it, you know, you have to have a little cover photo so I did not have a name for the podcast. I knew what like topics um, and stuff, but I just didn't have a name and I didn't want it to be super cheesy. I wanted it to be catchy, short, you know, something you can remember, but I was just setting up like the podcast stuff without a name and you have to have that little cover photo and I wanted the picture to be nice. So I had to go back to the last time that our family had pictures done. And I was going through them and I saw one and I kind of felt a nudge to click on it. So I did. And, um, the Lord kind of said, look closer at the picture. And so I did. And he said, what do you see in the back? And I said, ducks. I see there are ducks in the back. If you go to the cover photo, you can kind of see them. And I was like, there's ducks. And I said, and they're in a row. And I was like, ducks in a row, ducks in a row. (gasps) Oh my god, that's cute. That's catchy. It kind of serves the purpose of I don't have my ducks in a row, but together using the Holy Spirit and God's word, I can get my ducks in a row. So that is how the name got here. Um and so that really just explains my life. It's been a journey, a process of learning to get my ducks in a row. So y'all know that TikTok video or the reel on Instagram where um, there's like a text box. So this is just an example. So somebody will have like written in the text, like what somebody else's point of view. Oh my goodness. If you keep lifting weights, your arms are going to be big. And the voiceover is like a picture of usually it's like a girl who lifts weights. And the voiceover says like, it's almost like, it's almost like that's the whole point. And I think those are so funny, but that's how I feel about ducks in a row. So like, if you were to look at my life and someone to be like, she doesn't have it all together. I would play that voiceover for you and be like, it's almost like that's the whole point. I, I am not here to preach at you or tell someone what they should or should not do because I am learning to get it together. Um, Literally this morning, dropping off the kids at school, my kids are getting out of the car. There is stuff spilling out of my car. I usually try to get them out together of this one certain door, but my son had hopped in the front seat. So he got out of the passenger door and my daughter got out in the back and there were diapers falling out of the car. My own shoes were falling out of the car toys a cup fell out and the teacher just kind of looked up at me because I was on the opposite side of the car in the driver's seat because you don't get out of the car and I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry like I'm a mess like my car hasn't been clean in six years and she laughs and she's like I mean who has time for that and I was just like I mean by the time I go back inside the house I don't want to go back outside and clean out my car I mean I was just like totally honest and, you know, and that's how I try to be in this pursuit of Jesus. I'm just trying to be totally honest. I know that I don't have all the answers, but I know who does. And I know I don't walk a, a beautiful fine line. Um, but I know that God loves me and he has really shown me some things and he's continuing to show me some things. And I just feel like. We don't need another picture-perfect person to look at and say, I'll never have that. I'll never be like that, you know, like that perfect Instagram life. I mean, I have really laid down social media for a while, y'all, and it has been so nice. I mean, like, so nice. I mean, I don't know anything that's going on, which is kind of hard, but just I don't have to look at someone and be like, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I looked like that, or I wish I did it, and the list goes on and on. Um, Because, I mean, it's so easy to do. So the episode today, right, we're really just talking about ducks and getting the ducks in a row. And Transformation Church Pastor Mike Todd says, it's progression, not perfection. And John Eldridge, he's an author of a book I just read that I absolutely love, and he says it's conversion then cleansing. And I know, I'm sure we've all heard it before. You don't have it all together and then come to Jesus and be like, "Oh Jesus, I've been working really hard and getting it all together, and so here I am, all my ducks are in a row." That is not what we do. We just come, right? He says, "Just just come." Um we all know the the well-known verse of my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I love the message version translation of that. And it says, Matthew 11:30 Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I just think that is beautiful. He says, walk with me, work with me. And this is one thing I do know. The Holy Spirit is so gentle. Jesus is so gentle. God, the Father, so long suffering, patient. Because as we enter in salvation and start our walk of sanctification he's not saying line the ducks up Karen those ducks they're everywhere line them up right now that's not his his heart posture it's not who it's not even who he is I'm not saying he will not ask you to change some things he will 100% change you from the inside out he will But I kind of think how what you believe about God in this subject really shows in your theology and in your life. So if you believe that he is a harsh God in that Abraham Lincoln chair as a judge waiting for you to mess up, and then he has this little gavel that he knocks your hand with, it'll come out when you're kind of judging others, um, when you're kind of pondering some things and if you believe that he's a gentle loving uh, kind like you know it's a relationship you know that it's you and it's him and you don't have maybe all the answers but you know that there's so much love between the two of you you know that you're you're loved by him you're securing your love for him and you return that love to him when you do make a mistake, when you do fall short, when you do get it wrong, you'll feel correction and not rejection. Where I think in the other heart posture, where if you see him more harsh, you feel rejection and not correction. And so a lot of our process is getting to know him in that loving, you know, relationship, in that back and forth. It's kind of like, You know, a lot, a lot of people can't look at Jesus and God as a father because they haven't had a loving father. And some people have to look at that as more of like a, a love relationship, kind of like a spouse, like a significant other. And I, I think it's really a tie between the two, honestly. Um, in my experience, I kind of look at him as like, a husband, father. I hope that's not weird. I'm not into the things, but you get what I'm saying. It's like a protector, but also a a love, like a deep love. Um, so like I said, he is going to ask us to change some things, right? We've talked about that in our walk of sanctification. The closer we get to him, right? The more we love him and the more we know he loves us and we understand that and process that. We want to become more like him, right? Um, Holier, I think is what we've talked about. And all that means is just to be more set apart for him because he's so special. But, and this is where, this is where people choose. This is what we do. We have a choice, right? God has given us free will. So he lets us choose how holy. Essentially, at the end of the day, you get to choose how holy you'll be. You'll get to choose how close to him you are. And I believe, and this is just my opinion, as we walk out our relationship with Jesus, he slowly and gently, I think we come to him in salvation and he says, Let's take a walk. Well, let's walk. And we're walking down this road and we're holding hands and we get to a crossroads eventually. And, you know, walking with Jesus is is not always easy. We have to make decisions. We have to lay things down. We have to let things go. And so he'll bring us to a crossroads and he'll say, will you put this down for me? Will you lay this down for me? Will you let go of that for me? And that's where we get to choose. And I think some people say no. And I don't mean that they're, I don't mean that they're bad people at all. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's kind of like this. Let me back up just a little bit. If our hearts were a bowl, right, a container, and there's only so much room in the bowl. To make room for more of him, some of that old stuff in the bowl has to come out, right? And usually that stuff is ugly stuff anyways. It's unforgiveness, it's bitterness, it's anxiety, it's fear, it's, idols. It's things that we don't need anyways. And so there are things that he asks us to let go of so we can be closer, right? So we can walk farther. Um, And I think sometimes people say no, and I don't want to offend anyone at all. I think that's why Jesus is so patient. That's why it says he's so long suffering because he knows it's not easy. Um, In Matthew 7, he says, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. And I think that's the crossroads, right? You get to the crossroads and only a few go through the narrow gate because They come to crossroads after crossroads after crossroads after crossroads with Jesus. And every time they say yes, they say, yes, Lord, I'll lay this down for you so I can keep walking with you. Yes, Lord, I want to go further with you. So yeah, I'll put that away. Yes, Lord. And these aren't easy yeses. These are deep, deep, hard things to lay down. But I think that's why maybe you look at some Christians in some churches and you see them and you're, they're the same all the time. They're the same. They don't grow. They don't change on the inside or on the outside. And it's kind of like, Hmm, you know, the Bible talks about the power of the Holy spirit and all of these big things that Jesus can do inside of us. So when you look at someone and maybe this is just me and maybe I shouldn't Lord, convict me if I'm wrong. But it's like, they, they haven't changed in like 20 years. They haven't changed. It's all the same. And so, you know, they believe in Jesus. I mean, some of them work in the church. And it's just like, I wonder if he took them to a place and he said, hey, I need you to lay this down for me. And just still to this day, their answer is, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't. I can't lay that down. I can't, you know, I can't put that down, Jesus. In Romans chapter two, Paul is writing a letter to the Christians in Rome. And he's actually talking to them about judging one another. And when you judge one another, how you'll be judged. And in verse four, he says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his, meaning Jesus, his kindness, his long suffering and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is, is intended to lead you to repentance. So his gentle nudging, right? His gentle of walking us down this road, this journey of life and sanctification and getting to these crossroads and then him saying, hey, will you change this? His long suffering, his patience in that, Paul is saying, do you not realize that that is intended to lead you to repentance? Um, So I thought that verse was just really good. On me trying to say he will change you, but he is kind and loving and gentle, and he will help you because I on we couldn't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have the Holy Spirit when we believe in Jesus. And so I think it just kind of looks like a long, slow process process of accepting Jesus. And then my heart changes a little, my perspective changes a little, and then I'm walking through life, and then my dreams change, my hopes change, so my future changes, and then the places I go change, and then the people I hang around change, and then I turn around, and I look back, you know, two, three, four, five, 20 years, and it's like, oh, nothing's the same, because that is what Jesus does it's a it's a process but we have to choose him his heart is so delighted when we choose him that's that's the beauty of it that's his inheritance that's why he died on the cross that is his utmost joy when we get to those crossroads with him and we say yes I'll choose you freely I'll choose you willfully I'll choose you I will Sober minded choose to put you first. I'll choose you over this. I'll choose you over that. I'll choose you over this place. I'll choose you over going here. I'll choose you over going there. I'll choose you over that relationship and I'll choose you. That is his inheritance. That is, I believe what, you know, is his utmost delight. It's just us free will choosing him every day, every morning, every crossroads, every time, choosing his way to do things his way to say things in the relationship with him. And this is a question that I've asked him recently. Um, I said, how can I make more room for you in my heart? And he has shown me some things that I am going to have to put down. So maybe as we walk into 2022, maybe you ask him, Lord, how do I make more room for you in 2022? is changing my heart and I'm having to let some things go um, but there's not room for him and these other things and I want to be able to choose him and you know when that day comes and I get to heaven and he shows me hey this is this is what I had. these are the plans I had for you at, at this point in time and this turn and this turn I want him and I to be able to high five and be like we did it we did it We did it like you walked into everything I had for you. You chose me every single time. Like you did it. So that is my encouragement and my hope as we just take on this new year. And I just want to be so honest and real with y'all. And I hope you find that here. I hope you find in that place that um, there's just honesty and vulnerability. I am getting my ducks in a row, I'm not there yet we're getting there. I just appreciate everyone who has listened this year. This has just been so fun. This makes, um, it just makes life fun. So thank y'all so much. Talk to you next time.